Does anybody see my sermon notes? Here they are. Oh, goodness. I was a little lost. You know, I don't have my glasses on today, so you're going to have to bear with me. My brother Paul's so generous, he, he offered me his glasses, but he's blind as a bat, and so that made it worse to put on his glasses. It's funny, a, few, uh, a couple years ago, he would do this. I'm like, what are you doing with your eyes? He's like, well, it just helps me see. I said, I think you need some glasses, man. You need to get that fixed. So I might be doing that, you know, reading my notes this way. Boy, um, where do I begin? Where do I begin today? Let's begin with prayer. I know we pray a lot here, but we need it, right? That's where we draw our strength. God, speak to us. Speak, O Holy Spirit. Speak truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can I have the lights come down here? I want to speak to you. Right here, house lights. Down. One on back there. Yeah, you need to see a little bit, right? I'm only doing this because I want this to just prepare... just the attitude of our heart, I feel like. Just, I want to speak to you. I want this to be us together. So, I feel like God is speaking um, some specific things, and he, he always does. God is good, and he, 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 he speaks in very profound ways to us. As I was preparing this week, I was thinking, God, why am I a Christian? Did you ever ask that? In fact, maybe somebody's asked you that. Why do you wake up every single day trusting in God? What is it that motivates you to say you love Jesus? I think that there's evidences, I mean hard evidences, where faith doesn't have to be blind faith. We're going to the Israel and we're going to, we're going to see so much that's going to just increase your faith practically. You're going to see facts. You're going to see evidences. It's just going to be mind-blowing because all these things that we're taking by faith, you're going to see and touch here. You're going to see the deserts. We have the evidences. The personal experiences that prove that God is with you and has been with you in your past. You read God's Word and you... You know how it speaks to you, and so it convinces your soul. You, you know. You look in the mirror, and you know who you are now is different than who you were years before. And there's only a miracle that could change you in that way. We sense God's love and His provision. 
We not only know it, we experience it. I know for myself, I desire that. Of His presence. I wake up each morning knowing these truths about the relationship and the character of God has changed my life just by focusing on who He is, what He's done for me. I would say that the number one thing that motivates me, has motivated me, who has sustained, what has sustained me, is a concept, a biblical concept that is outside of me. It's difficult to fathom because of our human nature. But it really is the most motivating factor for, I think, our spiritual journey to keep our eyes on the prize and the end goal and our focus is understanding how big God's grace is. That no matter how many times I have failed in the past, He has still loved me. No matter how many times I've made a mistake, He has still been there for me. Are you thankful for a patient God in your life? I mean, some of us, God has been real patient. Thank you, because, you know, what if it didn't turn out that way? God is so big. He's so loving. He's so kind. That's the character and nature of God that us as humans, we have a hard time getting a hold of. And I must say that I don't preach grace as much as I probably should. Because I think there can be a trap in the grace message if that's all you preach. But on the other end, another perspective, there's a trap on the other end where you don't preach about it at all and it becomes just legalistic. There's got to be that balance, right? God's holy. He's righteous. He calls us to be perfect and holy as righteous as He is. But we can't do that without grace. Because no man, right, is perfect. We've all fallen what? Short. All have sinned. All of us carry, have carried the weight, the burden of sin, and we continue to carry the burden or the temptation of Satan all around us all the time. We're, we're flawed people. We need God's grace. Oh man, we're desperate. In a continual state of it. I want to talk about your flaws. Our flaws. We're pretty brittle human beings. It doesn't take much to set us off. We can have a bad day at work, right? We're, that almost sets our mood. We're, we come home and we respond to our spouse, our family, with a different attitude than when we left for work. We're just kind of vulnerable. We're kind of weak people, emotionally, mentally, physically. We're weak, kind of frail. And that's okay. I want to release you on that. It's okay. But God has designed you 
specifically to shine through you. Since Adam and Eve were, were just weak, frail people, but in that, since Jesus has redeemed us, making us new, molding us and shaping us, our weakness is there, but there's a strength that is inside of us. The verse that I want to hover over today comes from 2 Corinthians. This is our main verse, and I want to tackle this because it's really, really important. And if we hold on to this verse for this week, you can write this down, you put it on your phone, you put a reminder. This is the verse for you this week, okay? And we're just going to reflect upon this. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. And I want to read this kind of slow. I might read it again. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness made His light shine in our hearts. That's your heart. His light shines in your heart to give us, to give you, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. That's the knowledge, the understanding, the comprehension of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. There is God who is revealed to you through Jesus Christ. When you receive Jesus, you understand Jesus, you know Jesus, you know the Father. The glory of God, the character, the nature of God is revealed through Jesus. And His face shines light in your hearts. So you reflect the character and the nature of God by Jesus, the Spirit living inside you, which is the Holy Spirit. And it's the knowledge of the glory of God. But we have this treasure. This treasure. It's valuable. It's priceless. It's a treasure stacked away in jars of clay. You're a clay pot. That's holding some valuable stuff. To show that this all-surpassing, all-surpassing power is from God and not from you. Are we hearing this verse? It gets kind of deep if we let it. The all-surpassing power. There is nothing above it. There is nothing beyond it. There is nothing before it or nothing after. It's the power of God. That is the treasure that rests in jars of clay, which is you. And it, we know that it is God in us and not us in ourselves because we are fragile, weak, just as a clay pot is. To help illustrate this, I have a clay pot. This is about $1.50 at the store. I can tell you, and you might be able to see already, clay pots are pretty brittle, pretty weak. You may be able to see the cracks that are in this pot. Some of you today have cracks. Can I just rephrase that? 
All of us have cracks. Some of us are just really good at hiding those cracks. I want to get to the heart of hiding the cracks. If we continue to hide the cracks, we are hiding it from God is what we're doing. We don't want to show our cracks. We don't, sh- we don't want to show that we're broken. Everybody knows that we're weak and that we're not strong. But these cracks are painful. In fact, some of the things that we remember that happened to us are too painful to bring up and to talk about. And I hear that a lot. But the more that we don't reveal the cracks in our life, the longer they stay there. God does not want the cracks to be painful. You have cracks in your life that aren't painful. They're there because of something that happened in your past. And there's something you remember. But now, instead of it being pain, it's something that you praise God about. Turn the pain into praise by allowing God to heal the cracks. How does he do that? There's treasure inside you, the clay pot, where God will show his most mercy and grace in your life, revealing himself through the cracks. To illustrate this, you may already know where I'm going with this. What we just read said, let the light of Christ shine through you in the darkness. Some of you can see this. I may have to turn it around. You, you can really see the cracks now. But you don't see the pot itself. You see the light inside the pot. Jesus is inside you and in the weaknesses that you have. In the hurt and in the pain and in those places that you don't want to reveal to others. You are simply putting a basket or a bowl over a lamp trying to hide the light that is already in you. Let God's light shine in you and through you, through the weakness in you. Because that's where grace is revealed the most. I don't want the lights turned on. I don't want you to focus on my face. I want you to focus on the reality of what's in you. And you're broken and you're shattered. And you feel like you're useless. And you feel like you can't be used. But that's, a, that's wrong. And that's a, that's a thought from Satan. Because he wants to rob the treasure that's inside of you. He wants to take it out of the pot that's broken and brittle and cracked. But your, clar- your jars of clay is what God says. And I love you. I've molded you. You are the pot. And I am the potter. And I am creating in you a light that everybody will see. And my grace is sufficient for you. You may ask to take it away from me. From you for three times. But I will respond. My grace is just enough. Why did he say that? So that we rely all the more upon God's power, the treasure inside of you, and let that be demonstrated through the cracks in your life. The pain, the hurt, the sin in your life, 
that right now you've been wrestling with perhaps for years. It could be an attitude. It could be a scenario. It could be a specific sin in your heart, in your mind. God wants to reveal the crack, shine his glory through that, not to cover up sin, not to give it an excuse, not to acknowledge it and say, that's just what I am. I'm a cracked pot. But no, that God's grace shines through that. And so that you are made into a new person. And the grace of God empowers you as the light is shining through those deep, dark crevices in your life. He begins to reveal himself more and more through the conviction of his Holy Spirit and empowers you to live out the light of Christ. But in that, God is making himself more and more visible inside of you First, you see, the light does not come from the outside. It's coming from the inside. And too many times we try and have that on the outside while the inside is still dark. And it's dark because we're not allowing the grace of God to really motivate us, move us and change us and challenge us and convict us. We got to open ourselves up in acknowledgement of our need for Christ. And his working. And to not travel down that road of guilt and condemnation. Because as Jesus' light is inside you, there is none of that darkness that reigns. And the more that you hold on to the cracks of guilt and condemnation, the more it's going to cover. The point is, you're broken. You're cracked. You're hurting. You have painful thoughts, painful images. You have challenges. You have sin in your life. God reveal His best work in you on the other side of the pot. In your weakness, you will boast all the more so the power of Christ will shine more through you and rest upon you, as Paul says. power of Christ is in you. The power of grace is what changes and motivates and lifts you up. It doesn't drag you down and it doesn't hide you. It exposes God's glory in your weakest areas. If we can turn the lights up. If Paul were here, he would validate and affirm God's strength and weakness. If Peter were here, he would testify about God's grace. If Moses were here, he would affirm with an amen past stuttering lips. If Gideon were here, he would agree that he was a nobody, but with Christ, with God's strength in him, you can be a leader. If David were here, he would nod his head in admission about the power of God's forgiveness. Paul calls us jars of clay. 
a beautiful thing about the jars of clay is that they're designed and specifically made for a purpose. Just as you are specifically made and designed for a purpose. This pot is empty right now. But the purpose for this is not to sit on the shelf. It's not for it to look pretty. It's not for it to sit into a, a cabinet or a garage. It's not meant to be stacked by itself. The main purpose for this is to be filled with substance. You are to be filled with the Spirit of God. Furthermore, specifically through the text, the power of God is the treasure that is in your life that we are to be filled with. The power of God. Now, we say, what is the power of God that fills us? How? I'll show you. The power of God is revealed in you as you acknowledge Revealed in you, as you acknowledge your weakness, number one, we're clay and that's okay. You don't have it together. Number two, we know what power we have. I want to say this again. You know what power you have. And I'm not going to say you sometimes you forget it. I'm going to say sometimes you neglect to know that it's there. The treasure of God is the power of God inside you, which comes through the power of not neglecting the salvation that you have. When you remember and you don't neglect Salvation, the power is joy that's in your life. The joy becomes your strength. It's not your joy, it's God's joy that He places in you because of the gift of salvation that comes forth from your speech that's tapped from your heart. It's the power of God operating in salvation. It's the power of His love that you are loved Totally different than how the world says you're loved. It's not based upon merit. It's not based upon upon what you did first. It's not based upon how you respond. His love is placed on you because He loves you. It's His love. It's the power of God. Don't neglect the power of the love of God that's in your mind and in your heart. Don't leave it. Don't let Satan rob that in your life. It's the power of forgiveness. Too many Christians allow Satan to come in and rob those forgiveness coins where they don't think about it. They don't, they, don't, they don't think they have it. I had it once and something happened to it. The power of God's forgiveness is big. It's huge. He, when He forgives you, He forgives you. It's not 99.9%. It's 
We confess with our mouth. Believe in our hearts. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. The power that is inside you, the treasure, is the forgiveness of God that you have. Don't. Don't neglect that. It's the power of redemption. You were bought. It was purchased. Freedom isn't free. We hear that a lot. And it wasn't free for your salvation. Jesus paid a price. And he gave that to you for free. The redemption. He exchanged. God exchanged your life for Jesus' life. Now you live in freedom. He put to death instead of you. You have life because Jesus raised from the grave. He gave you redemption. You have the power of the cross. You could think about what the cross means to Satan, and you have power, right? Where Satan thought he was winning, he was actually losing. When Satan thought that Jesus died, Jesus is actually giving life. We think about the power of the cross and what that means to you. And the cross has power because of Jesus' life. No atheist can refute. We look at the life of Christ and he said, I share this with you. All authority that's given to me, I now give to you. That's the power of God. We can't forget some of these these truths. We can't think of these things as something that's mystical and unobtainable. That's ridiculous. It's the power of God that is operating in you. If you're willing to let God's light shine in you and receive that. Now, God's power is demonstrated in multiple facets. It's the power of the resurrection in you. It's the power of his life. It's the power of God's spirit clothed in your skin. Indwelling in your hearts. Changing you from the inside out. Molding your heart. Molding your thoughts. Molding your emotions, giving you a sound mind, a mind of Christ. This is what God does for you. This is the power that we rely upon, not on your thoughts, not on your intentions, not on your desires, not on how smart or how intelligent you are, not on how much you have to offer, but what what God has already provided. That's where you have power. But it doesn't stop there. You have the power of his word. Whenever you don't think that you've got it, all you got to do is turn to the pages of God. And he's written it out and he's spelled it out for you. His, his character, his nature, his provision, his promises, his miracles, his faithfulness, his love, his forgiveness. Anytime you forget, you go to the power of his word. And when you memorize it, it's hidden in your heart. So that Satan doesn't tempt you to sin. Because the power of God is in you is greater. And the greater word that you have inside you is the greater that God is operating out of you. Internally inside of you. The greater power of God in you. Shining forth. It's the power of conviction. It's the power of the name that your name is is written in the Lamb's book of life. This is power. This is treasure in your life. Don't treat it as silver because it's not. It's gold. 
It's the power of his righteousness that you get to say, I have not done anything to make myself or count myself righteous when I stand face to face with God. I've got nothing. The only thing that I have is the righteousness of Jesus. That's the treasure inside of you that you can have confidence to go to God. And if you forget that, you're going to lack confidence going to God. And any time that we say, I'm not worthy to go to God, is the moment we start thinking that, uh, upon our own righteousness. We have to give up on our thinking of the way that you view yourself because you're dirty, messed up people. But since God came and gave Jesus and died on the cross, he has liberated you, set you free, and you speak the name of Jesus. And there is a washing of the blood. There is a cleansing of, the, uh, of your soul. And he renews your spirit and lines you up with God's thoughts. It's nothing you've done. It's everything that's inside of a cracked pot. It's the power of him. It's the power that changes us from within. It's the power of the blood of Jesus. There's power in Jesus' name. Whenever you're fighting a spiritual battle, whether it's temptation or you're fighting over your kids or you're fighting over your, your job or your finances or you're fighting over uh, problems or sickness or health, what do we do? When doctors don't have an answer, what do you do? Before doctors give you an answer, what do you do? We read in scripture that there's power inside of you and there is power in the name of Jesus. God does give us tools. And sometimes we have complicated it too much. And we say, I've got to either have this together or God does, I've got to do this to make this work. But God, despite your, your, your flaws and your cracks and your brokenness, it doesn't see... God just does, he shines his light. And despite all the cracks and brokennesses, brokenness, God floods out. God demonstrates his power and he gives it to you. And all we have to do is call upon God's power to let him radiate into our life, to shine light into the dark places. And sometimes those dark places are in your heart, right? Let God Reveal himself into those places that we want to hide and keep bandaged up. There's a transformation that happens when God's grace is revealed in your life. Every person is broken and brittle and weakness or weak and prone. And when we're weak, we're prone to think that we cannot be used by God. But in our brokenness, God will use that as a platform for praise. It's a beautiful fable from, a chi from China that illustrates exactly what I'm talking about here. And you may have heard this. And once, a t once upon a time, there was an elderly Chinese woman who owned two large clay pots. She would hang each pot on the ends of a pole when she carried them across her neck. And each day she would walk from her house to a nearby stream to fetch water. And she would fill up both pots, pick up the pole, walk back to her house. One of the pots had a crack in it. And while the other pot was perfect and always delivered a full pot of water. And at the end of a long walk to her house, the cracked pot always arrived only half full because of the crack. And half the water leaked out during the trek. For two full years, this happened daily. And the Chinese woman arrived home with only one and a half pots of water. Of course, the perfect pot was proud that it never lost a drop of precious water. 
But the poor crackpot was ashamed of its imperfection and it was miserable. And the crackpot thought to itself as a complete failure. One day the crackpot was so tired of failing that it spoke to the woman. And the crackpot said, I'm ashamed of myself because of the crack that's on my side and it causes water to leak out all the way back to the house. I've failed you. I'm sorry. And maybe you need to replace me with another pot that isn't cracked. The old woman gently smiled. She said, did you notice that there's flowers on your side of the path, but not the other side? I've always known about your flaws, so I've planted seeds, flower seeds on your side. And every day as I've walked back, you've been watering those seeds. And those flowers make my journey home beautiful without you being you just the way that you are. There would be no beauty along the path. God wants to shine in the cracks of your life. Don't hold them from God. Don't hold them from us. We're all like this. We're all weak. We're all fragile. We're susceptible to break. Because the master potter will use you. Through his grace, he will empower you, change you, motivate you. And people will see his best miracle in your life through the cracks that you have right now. Allow God to heal you from the inside out, not from the outside in. God will pour out. His blessing and usefulness through those areas. And as God's treasure in you produces a perseverance. And the faithfulness. You begin to speak about the beauty of God in your life and along the path. You're fragile. You may be broken or cracked, but you're not crushed and abandoned. You're not destroyed. You're not forgotten. You're not useless. You still have a purpose. Satan just wants to hide that purpose from you. And a lot of times, he's hiding that from the inside out. I want us to stand together. I want to pray for the crackpots. I want to pray, before you raise your hand, I want to pray for specifically those who have cracks who are now ready to let that let God's light shine through that. That's a specific prayer. Hard, difficult. There's stories that you have in your life that are painful. You don't want people to see this. You don't want God to see this. You don't want, you don't want to remind yourself of this. But if this is you, healing through God's grace comes when we confess. If this is you, you're ready 
Let that to stop being a stumbling block and start being the starting point of the victory that God has for you. Raise your hand. Yeah. You know, I just don't have the words, and I think that God's speaking it to you now. I see you, but God saw you first. I see your face, but he sees your heart. He knows your pain that I don't see or anybody else. He knows your weakness. He knows He knows you. He knows you. He knows you. He loves you. He loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. He's empowering you. He's changing you. He's equipping you. He's blessing you. He's fighting for you. You just don't know it yet. You'll see it. He's defending you. You just can't see it right now. Perhaps his love is there. and You don't feel it, but it's there. God, we admit we're imperfect. We need you to help us to move past our desire to be perfect. But move our heart's desire to be perfected by you. We cannot do this. Maybe we've been doing it too long on our own. Help us to understand what that is to give over ourselves to you and let grace to let grace fill our hearts to take the steps forward that we need to take. Help us to surrender. Help us to see the treasure that's in us. The value and the worth. Help us to be strengthened by your spirit. Remind us to call upon your name. We give you our broken lives so that you can shine through it. Do your work. We trust in you and know that you are a miracle-working God. We commit our lives to you in Jesus' name. We said together, amen, amen. Rest in the healing process of God. The journey that God is making you into who he has for you is a process Every day, as we lean upon his understanding and not yours, he will light up your path with his word so that you don't deviate from the left or to the right, but he will straighten it. In fact, it's already straight. You will just see because he will line up your desire with his desire. And he is calling you into a greater place of power and that treasure 
grows in your heart. Know that He is using you today. Live in that wonderful peace of God this week. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week.